I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. This is A New World Order, and I am Zane Weber, Chancellor of the Federal Council of Zane Australia, here at the table again to discuss the issues plaguing our nations with my colleagues from across the virtual seas. To my right... We have your people's champion, your 1-200, your man on the street, and the face that runs the place, Sebastian, of the United States of Sub America. Mm. I like and that. That's a good one, right? I like it. Yeah, that's and, a, that is a good one. And to my left. <laughs> and I am Andrew Schossler, the most supreme, magnificent overlord of everything you ever saw in the great confederacy of Andropolia. And if you are joining us for the first time, we are three world leaders who run nations on the online game nationstates.net. And we come together each week to discuss the issues that nation states have thrown at us and take our... I guess I'm going to say unique political philosophies and apply them to the game. Shoutingly. 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 <laughs> on, on. Sometimes more shoutingly than others. <laughs> Do you guys hear that noise? There's some sort of panic alarm going off and I need to do my issue first. Oh, my God. Super important. Every like people- single week you need to do... What is going on in Seb America? We have a lot of sirens everywhere. <laughs> we have a lot of panic buttons spread around the uh, nation and someone's like... Oh, that's kind of annoying. Hit the button. <laughs> to be fair, the government is housed inside of an underground bunker. Yeah, if, like, if there aren't sirens going off, why is there a bunker? <laughs> no, no, no. It, it, it's it's when when the alarm gets pushed and lockdown is initiated, all the government employees get overtime. Oh, so, fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> what a deal. Last every day, right around 5, 5 p.m. What I actually picture, have any of you guys familiar, it's a, it was an anime series called Neon Gen. Genesis Evangelion. Anyone? I am aware I of it. I have heard those yeah. words. Wonderful. Well, when these giant, it's, a, it's obviously it's Japanese, when these giant monsters attack and the robots come out to fight them, the city, like all these sirens go up and the city just lowers into the earth. <laughs> so all the buildings <laughs> can keep away. The infrastructure required for that to be achieved well, is mind-boggling. Half the people in the world have been killed in that series, so it's not that many buildings as much as it could have been. You just said half as many exactly people right. able to dig out the giant but cavern underneath the Zane, 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 think of it this way. Once it's, once it's installed and once you have it, it's actually quite cheap. It's actually quite cheap to run <laughs> yep. once it's there. <laughs> Except for raising it up again afterwards. <laughs> it's fine. It's all hydraulics and stuff. I mean, yeah, yeah, exactly <laughs> right. Yeah. The Age of Ultron movie, the amount of energy he had to get to like lift that one half of a small city. But this is a cartoon, Zane. It's all lighter in cartoons. Nah, mechanical stresses only exist in fiction. <laughs> all right, my issue is called A Question of Sport. Now, full disclosure, I've only kind of half read this topic, so it might not be the alarm worthy topic. I I'm not to at me. all surprised at you, <laughs> Submerican. 
Seven America's football fans were outraged after the nation's bid to host an important regional competition was rejected. Now, the- question before we go any further, what kind of football are we talking about? Uh, uh, I would I would like to think it was soccer or some sort of like punchy game <laughs> like like football, but like you can also suplex. <laughs> Punchy <laughs> soccer. No, like that 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 is American rules, is it? Yeah, like, like soccer, but with punching. Some sort of wrestling soccer yeah. hybrid. Yeah, would yeah. Be great. It's wrestling and there is a soccer ball in the ring. Now I have seen some internet videos <laughs> sure. of a soccer player being flicked on the ear and him falling to the ground in pain. He was trying out it's for a, our national sport. Yes. Terrible injury. Yeah. <laughs> the reason? Sep America's football fields are slightly shorter than the international standard. Oh, what an oversight. Mm. Yeah. Renil Roof, head of the Football Association of Sep America, announced in a press release, clearly we're disappointed by this result. It's yet more evidence of what we've been saying all along. Sport in this country is severely underfunded. With more big dollars from the government, we could start upgrading sporting venues across the country. This would definitely count in favour when we submit our next bid. Yeah, I mean... He has my none attention. Of, none of the coaches or anything could get out there and paint new lines for the... We need for the new, new stadiums. New, completely new stadiums, that's exactly yep. right. They have been been constructed to the confines of the Submerican soccer fields. Any flat exactly. piece of ground <laughs> can be a football field. No, no, sir, that is not enough for Submerica. We need stadiums, we need arenas, we need the world to see how we showcase our, our athletes. We <laughs> need a stadium that can sink into the ground. <laughs> In case of dinosaur attack. What's really funny for me is... This whole time when reading this issue, I was like, oh, God, yes, we're going to need to fix everything. And Angel's like, just draw a new line. I'm like, oh, that would also work. (laughs) (laughs) And a lot cheaper. That's a very cost-effective way. had my attention. I'm like, new stadiums for everyone. It's the only way of doing this. (laughs) Option two. You want to spend my money on what? Weezer's couch potato willow al-Assad while flicking through the sports channels? If sporting associations need more money, why not ask for sponsorship from the private sector like pizza chains and soda bottlers? Why should my money be used to help a bunch of good-for-nothing kids chase a bit of leather around? That's a good... Al-Assad is a reasonable man. Yeah, that's a, that's a good point, Al-Assad. <laughs> it is I a like good point. I like Al-Assad. It's not common that uh, Andrew Pollier and Zane Strelly <laughs> agree. A weird situation. <laughs> but uh, this is something we can both get behind. There's nothing wrong with our stadiums, shouts sports fan Caroline Fredrickson, waving a crowd rattle and blowing a vuvuzela. <laughs> mm. They're just the right size for the sports I grew up with playing. Why should we change the rules of our national sport just to please a bunch of foreigners? I say we support our team and play by our traditional rules. We should get rid of these silly foreign sports and their rules. Okay, so I'm not, I'm not banning sports. Yes, we will, we will create the World <laughs> Series of American Soccer. Yeah. <laughs> kind of like Gridiron. Yeah. <laughs> the World Series of a very... Uh, 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 does only America play it? Does only USA it play it? It has made its way out here. Okay. Yeah. And finally, they rejected us because of a few feet of grass. That's crazy, writes journalist Hero McGee. Sports isn't about rules. It's about having fun and getting fit. When we were kids, we could have a great time with just a stick and a couple of rocks. There were no rule books or standardized playing fields. We should encourage kids to get out there and have fun. Who cares about a few silly rules? 
Oh, tempting. <laughs> he's like, do what you want. But also, I feel like he's going to like stick and rock sails or just that, shoot through the roof. That fits this American ideal. I, I honestly, I think that's a Zane Australia option there. Is it kind of like, yeah, it's sports isn't about the business and the international prestige. It's it's kind of about fun and fitness. Well, okay, sports is about fun and fitness. Sports is also about competition. Yeah, but let the sports businesses fund themselves. But, that, but then I have two options, though. Do I do whatever you want, kids, or do I? Yeah, do I either fix the stadiums or get the corporations to fund them to fix the stadiums? Like either way. Oh, honestly, the the corporation one would be the one I would pick, um, just because I think that that is the correct stance for a government to take. Is that like if 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 you want if you want funding to compete on in, a, in an international event, then yeah. Like, um, Al Assad is on the money. Cut, that's what I mean. Cut, cut all, cut all government government subsidies and funding to sports, and let it be completely funded. Kids need to know this, that their think, hobbies do not come for free. I think Andy thinks he's disagreeing with me. No, 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 no. I'm, I'm, I'm just reiterating the point that yeah. it is to remove government funding from sports altogether. Yeah. This is nation states, however. This is and nation states. Here's the thing that gets me. What is what saying? What do you think sports are about again? Fun and fitness. Fun and fitness. Yeah. And the examples of the sponsorship that I have been given were a pizza place mm-hmm. and a soft drink company. Sure. This is absolutely going to be... What better way to burn off those calories than to get out onto the field (laughs) and kick that soccer ball around? I guarantee I take this option. Well, what's the idiocracy? Like thirst aid or something? Or Gatorade. It was Gatorade, wasn't it? Brondo. Brondo. (laughs) I guarantee... It's got what plants crave. (laughs) I absolutely guarantee if I go the option of the corporations, somehow by promoting sports, the obesity rate will go up. Because this is nation states. So? Well, that's the thing. You're not promoting sports there. You're promoting sports competitions. No, I'm fixing the fields and promoting pizza. That's But what you're fixing is. the fields so that you can compete internationally. Let them fix their own You fields. want to attract the World Cup is what this ah, is about. Ah, I see. But if I want to attract the World Cup, that's as a country, not as a bunch of sponsors. But that and that's, that's what, a gain for the country. That's like, yeah. So if 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 the sponsors want to have this big international event that they can showcase their brand at, they want to attract, and that's the reason why they would do it. Mm-hmm. If you want to do it for national sports pride, like Australia, then you can do that. That's a governments are free to do that. That's what this game's about. <laughs> but what what Andropolia and Australia are saying is that that's not what our countries are about. We would either encourage people to compete in sports for the very basic things that it provides, fun and fitness, or if companies want to spend their money improving sports facilities and making an international league out of it, they're free to do so. Yeah. Okay. I'm... I'm not doing the corporation angle because I I, I don't want. You're going to fix up all the stadiums, aren't you? You're no, I'm, build new I'm, stadiums. I'm going with entrenched stadiums that can sink down <laughs> at, the, at the very Mention press of a, of a panic button. <laughs> um, no, I'm oh going- no, there's a storm a coming. <laughs> Retract the stadium. <laughs> 
I'm going with option four, which is the don't worry about the rules, just play. Okay. Um, I feel like that does match up mostly with the American views. Option two would be government funding for the stadiums, only because honestly, I just don't want a corporate a bunch of different corporations' fingerprints all over. In this case, the youth. So instead, you're happy to teach kids that cheating is okay. Cheating's fine. Well, it's not cheating. It's just not cheating if there are no rules. Yeah, yeah that's exactly right. It's not cheating because eh, I don't even know what we're playing anymore. <laughs> oh, God. Kids that laugh off vandalism and arson is just fun. Yeah, exactly right. That's what happens in lawless societies. Civil rights activists, now we're getting somewhere. Ducklings successfully navigate busy crossing. Aww. Uh, how much so your you- compassion's gone up. Apparently. <laughs> Sausage gate, death's preventable coroner's rules. <laughs> <laughs> oh, goodness. Oh, goodness, goodness. Youth rebelliousness up 50%. But it's from a two to a three. I should say, not lawlessness, rigidity. The, yeah. you, have, you have completely eroded the social rigidity in terms yeah. of uh, in terms of I don't know. I don't know what you'd call it. Do you guys remember last week where I was like, hey my crime went down nine percent. Well it's oh, back yeah. up seven point three. So <laughs> boing. I mean, no look you you still got like a good one point something percent there. Gambling <laughs> also went up three <laughs> percent. I don't know how that happened, but whatever. Completely undoing last week's games. Yep. Yeah. Right, that's what I was like, oh, no. <laughs> uh, let's see the downs. Retail down 11%. Yeah. Business subsidization. Well, kids don't need uniforms anymore no. because uh, yeah. Yeah, I'm not buying a uniform for a sport that doesn't have any uniform rules. Yeah. Business subsidization down 8%. Insurance down 6 Economy down 4 Seb, what have you done? Um, Average income of the poor... Average disposable income and average income period and of the rich all went down between 29 to 3.1%. Sportsgate, breaking <laughs> in said America. But the black market continues its steady decline. Oh, that's good. So uh, that happened. There's a, a much more drastic set of results for kids. Go out and have fun. But like <laughs> Normally the, the options are much more sinister sounding. This yeah. is like, just let them fucking play some sport. Good, good idea, mate. <laughs> Turn around, the White House is on fire. <laughs> All right, I've got an issue here. Hopefully, the um, police uh, increases from last week carry on into into this one and the crime reduction to follow. Underage drinkers, social menace or misunderstood? Oh, they just want to drink. Well. <laughs> With the advent of Alcopops and other cheap liquors marketed at younger drinkers, there, have been pub- there has been a public outcry at the sharp increase in underage drinking. Hmm. Who would have guessed? <laughs> everyone. Sweet I drinks, think everyone would have guessed. Sweet drinks <laughs> available cheaply and <laughs> universally make kids drink. I never wanted my poor babies to grow up to be alcoholics, wails Miranda Brooks, a parent of three striding into your office. And now I'm worried they'll drink themselves into being no good slobs before they've even grown up. The only way to stop this madness is to really crack down the underage drinking. Stricter identification laws and severe punishments should do the trick. The present laws are much too soft. So the Australian response. Correct. No one's allowed after 1 a.m. (laughs) Well, I wouldn't go that far. Even (laughs) even that's too far for (laughs) Antropolia. We'll see. <laughs> I don't like. Uh, I don't like 
that it's about identification laws specifically. Um, I mean, ideally, Andropolia would not have any identification, you know, government sanctioned at all. I mean, um, how if you if you're dealing with with like law enforcement for under underage alcohol, what would you think would be the correct response. Well, personally, I don't think it's that much of an issue. I think it should be solely at the discretion of of, of, of parents. Oh, yeah. sure. So, so sure. you're not really no, looking no, no. at option but, number one. It is something that would address other other problems that are yeah. happening in Andropolia. Certainly not ideal to address uh, in terms of drinking, but it has peripheral benefits that I can't ignore. <clears throat> number two. What is it with parents making society discipline their children because they don't want to? Asks Tyrion Hawkins, a school teacher. These wishy-washy parents are to blame for their kids' misdemeanors. It is the parents who should be held responsible and to be fined. No, even better, arrested and jailed. Hmm. Well, <laughs> I don't see how that will make them better parents, but okay. No, that's, a, <laughs> that's exactly right. You're not a good enough parent, so well, do a better job or we'll prison. take you away. <laughs> Um, I think it's entirely should be entirely up to parents to yeah. control whether or not their children drink, well, how much, and 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 to punish them, them and, and, yeah. and educate them. That's that's, a, that's the most important yeah. part to um, to give them a context. Uh, for, uh, if for Italy has told us anything, it's that responsible drinking from a young age very much cuts down on the alcoholic rate. It's funny you should say that. <clears throat> Number three. Keep your hands off my spinning mermaid, <laughs> Max, says 10-year-old Billy Osborne, an all-round unruly youth, while downing some sort of shocking pink beverage. Why shouldn't us kids be allowed to drink? We're responsible enough. Don't oppress us like this. We're just having some fun. You just let the kids have some fun. Yeah, right. Just let them have fun. No rules. No Seb America style. Yeah. Oh wait. Let's <laughs> let's review how that turned out. Pink drinks for everyone. <laughs> just let them drink. They'll either be a functioning member of society and do well, or they won't and they won't do well. <laughs> like, I mean, yep. you're not gonna pay them well for either way, so why no, you, like they either die in the street or they don't. Who cares? Exactly right. Or they will haul themselves out for <laughs> pop money. But once again, that's the free market. Why does Andrew care? Lots of people have opinions on alcohol. Option four of six. Oh, jeez. Well, option seven. I'll be option seven. <laughs> to be honest, this doesn't surprise me, says Guinea Vasquez, a cultural attaché from East Libertuck. Back in my country, it is customary for children to have a glass of wine with their main meal of the day. If you make alcohol an everyday mundanity, then they're not going to go overboard with it later. Educate them in culture and sophistication so that they truly appreciate their senses instead of trashing them on low-grade hooch. Yeah. I like it, but her suggestion is to have make it a part of government schools oh. and the government education to have some sort of cultural yeah, and yeah. cultural appreciation uh, element to it. Uh, and that's a big no-no from from me. Government is not the person you should be, not the institute you okay. should be going to for cultural relevance. I, I I see where you're coming from there. Which is the bigger evil, that or government issued identification? 
at least being that you already have some form of public education. Yeah, at least with at least with, un- unfortunately. Yeah, yeah, I know you got rid of it, and now it's wormed its, its way wormed back its way somehow. Back. Um, at least with government identification, it's not the government saying we think like this sort policing. of behaviour is okay. Yeah. yeah, exactly right. And again, is is the person deciding that elected, not yeah, elected? Absolutely. How are they and how are they evaluating it? Yeah, it's it's a big mess. Just avoid it altogether. I agree that we should educate them about alcohol rather than simply hope punishments will get them through. We'll, we'll, we'll get through to them, says Dr. Leroy Conway, an expert on alcoholism. But teaching those hoodlums culture, it just won't work. If we're going to get them to drink less, we must impress on them the dangers of alcohol, not the benefits. We'll scare them into drinking sensibly. That has worked at every high school I've ever attended. Right? You Said paid- no one ever. Yeah. <laughs> In fact, if anything, um, highlighting the dangers then identifies a potential thrill. Absolutely. For, for teenagers, if, uh, like, if, if the record is anything to go by. The drug education at my very straight-laced uh, Anglican school it was, don't do it, don't do it for all these reasons. Literally introduced us to new drugs that we had never heard about. Ah, <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, so. And they never give you, they never give you kind of holistic no. uh, approach in, no. in the sense of this is what the drug is, this is what it does. Um, this shows shocking pictures of people It's in It's just, it's evil and, and, and it's bad for these reasons. Avoid it. Yeah, nasty stuff. Of course, number six. This issue would not be complete. Ban children. Without the... T- <laughs> You're close. <laughs> this wouldn't be a problem if all alcohol was banned <laughs> altogether, says Roxanne Kent, enjoying a fine ginger beer. She's not wrong. I mean, it wouldn't <laughs> be a problem. It's not just kids who break the law when under the influence, you know. Mm, well, you know, I guess if it's a choice between kids or alcohol, I'm going to have to go with kids. <laughs> <laughs> Andropolia is not in the business of banning. Uh, banning, except and- when it comes to public education. Andropolia is not in the business of scaremongering. Andropolia is not in the business of thought police and you know, cultural determinism. So, option number one. Andropolia is in the business of letting people decide what they want to do. However, children are not. Fully formed thinking, thinking yeah, minds, absolutely, and the moral responsibility. Their moral responsibility falls onto their onto their parents to exercise. So number three is also out. We can't just let them do what they want. So you're also not go- you're not not going to. I'm not going to arrest the parents. I'm right? not going to arrest and jail the parents, even though they are ultimately responsible. Yeah, um, I don't think they're the ones that should be punished for anything. This is a problem that. I think is going to be best addressed with tighter, tighter identification laws, unfortunately, uh, and um, and tighter punishments or more yeah. enforcement of of the punishments. Again, this is it's it's sort of my 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 thinking that an increased uh, attention to um, underage misdemeanors and and other ill behavior yeah. um, will also reduce the crime rate, which is probably the biggest problem Andropolia faces. I think that in this situation, uh, if this is an actual problem that's being presented to you, I think that's the most responsible sort Absol- of response that and it's the has most been presented direct response to, to it too. Yeah. If, 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 we're, if we're happy with 
setting some sort of minimum age for drinking, yeah. then let's just enforce it better. Even if it's 13. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Like, that's what it is in Germany. <laughs> Like that's and that's when you can drink drink beer and ciders and then liquor I believe is eighteen but then I think it's sixteen for wines so it's, yeah, it's, yeah, it's yeah. a society scale nice. to introduce you to alcohol but there's a different attitude in Germany absolutely versus Australia to, Again, to drinking beer as well. is consumed yeah. with pretty much every meal yeah uh, yeah and a lunchtime pint is completely yeah, absolutely completely normal yeah it's not. Unheard of here, but definitely poo-pooed. It's yeah. in the last ten years, I think, with with the rise of corporate culture. Yeah, the, the any alcohol during the day oh, yeah. when you're going back to the office is very much and, frowned upon. Yes, yeah, noses turned up and yeah. such, yeah. or even actually like written warnings. Yeah. Underage drinkers are dragged through the streets and put in the stocks. Here, you know, here. <laughs> and you know what? If they're drunk, um, <laughs> they've probably done worse stuff that they're more embarrassed about anyway. <laughs> Wait, are they doing that to themselves? No, no. no, no. <laughs> so it's police doing it to them. Oh, who knows? They'll, they'll, they'll start parodying it and, and satirizing that too. The Andropolia Sentinel reports family groups support drug crackdown. Clothing retailers look forward to bumper season. Children being seen more, heard less. And assault figures punch through historical lows. Yes. Yes, Andropolia is addressing its crime. Safety is up 13.7%. I am happy to report. It's over 10. That's a good start. (laughs) Social conservatism (laughs) is up 6%. Compliance up 5%. Pacifism up 5%. Authoritarianism, unfortunately, up 4%. As far as the downtrends are concerned, youth rebelliousness is down 200 percent. Wow. You had some rebellious youth. And now they have been curtailed <laughs> by <Thank> the stocks. <laughs> <laughs> uh, beverage sales down 120%. Clearly it was the youths yeah. doing all the drinking, but there we go. That's that's how it goes. Um it was already a negative figure. Anyway, it's just <laughs> being more negative. Um recreational drug use down 12%. And weaponization down 10%. Amazing what some ID will do. This is uh, a really positive yeah. result for Andropolia. I mean, I don't, want, I don't want to say, you know, tide turning or anything like that, but this is a really good outcome. I mean... It's addressing crime, which is the number one problem. Yeah, I agree. And I, I don't want to wallow too much in the I told you so of the, uh, the compromise that you've made that has... Reaped such a positive effect. <laughs> Wrought such a, a positive effect. I believe I acknowledged that it was a compromise <laughs> yep. and yeah. I was going right. into it willingly. Okay. It, 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 it wasn't hope that I was working on. Okay, well, I have I have a pretty straightforward uh, issue to, uh, to round out my quadrilogy of technology or ah, science. Yes. Uh, so, brother, can you spare a dime? Since the minting of pennies is twice as costly as the coin's stated value... 
the idea of removing the smallest fractions of the frugal has been brought to my attention. The frugal is, of course, the name of my currency. Right. We are wasting millions of frugals on minting pennies, raised an unusually passionate policy advocate, Kendra Turner, while handing out penny dreadful T-shirts to all of my (laughs) staff. (sighs) And also people have to waste time scrambling through their purses and wallets just to dig out one hundredth of a frugal. Many nations in Lazarus have already abolished their most worthless coins. It's time for Zane Australia to follow suit. In the United States, surprisingly, it's not the Treasury that mints coins. They contract that out to mm-hmm. to various various people. There is one company, not even they don't even farm out all their coin production to one company. One company holds the contract for pennies to make pennies, and they have petitioned the government every single year. It has come up for debate to continue making pennies and citing the importance and relevance, you know, mm-hmm. of, of, of mm-hmm. historical things. Penny, of course, worth one cent, costs 2.4 cents to manufacture. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> totally logical. They take perfectly good copper, turn it into bits of copper that aren't usable in any, in, in any way, nope. are paid for the privilege, and then the copper is less useful than it was just sitting in a big pile. There, there, is, there, is, there is a, uh, a YouTube video of someone flooring uh their kitchen <gasps> it's beautiful pennies. isn't it yes. it's beautiful and really cost effective because <laughs> it, i think it costs like ten dollars a square meter which is cheaper than most tiles while illegal um i knew some people in my youth who would take one and two cent coins punch mm. a hole in them and use them as washers because that was cheaper than buying a washer mm. yeah Okay, option number two. Now that flies in the face of our time-honored traditions, counters another advocate, this one bedecked in full period dress. Our favorite national hero is portrayed in a one-storied, one-cent coin, so it would be unpatriotic to discard the penny as worthless scrap, especially since pennies lower prices slightly for the poorest of the poor. Ridiculous. Very, very slightly. Yeah. <laughs> And that is exactly the argument that's used by well, by the manufacturer of pennies, yeah. Yeah, but currency, physical currency, is made to be used, deteriorate, and leave circulation. Well, the fact that it deteriorates is an unfortunate reality. Yeah. If it never deteriorated, that would be ideal. It would be ideal. Option number three. <laughs> Actually, I think it's high time that we got rid of physical currency. Altogether. Mm, interesting. Says the president of the Chamber of Commerce, Quincy Clean, flanked by officials from various security agencies. Uh, we should digitize all money. People spend more when they don't see themselves physically handing over cash. And the benefits to tracking terrorists and other subversives are obvious. That sounds like a solid win-win to me. Now, this seems like a slam dunk for Zane Australia. My issue is that getting rid of physical currency altogether does do away with a lot of like a, like they said untraceable transaction. You do kind of uh, have the issue of like people being forced to keep their digital money somewhere 
not mm-hmm. outside of banks, but kind of sounds a lot like cryptocurrency to me. No, it's not. Cryptocurrency is something completely different. It is something completely different. But if I was just to get rid of the pennies, that's boring. And this is a quadrilogy of science. (laughs) (laughs) If I was to keep my pennies, I'm like, why bother, right? Nothing changes at all. Not even this, the getting rid of the little copper pieces. If I get rid of all physical currency altogether, it's very interesting. It's very Zanstralia. And I think, I think that is an experiment that we're willing to do. Can I speak on behalf of the penny? Please. <sighs> Which okay. one? Okay. Penny one or penny two? <laughs> Keeping the penny. Oh, good luck, boy. <laughs> okay. So the complaint here is that, uh, in, for example, one cent costs five cents to create or whatever it is. Yeah. That's yeah. the complaint. So anything the government does, whether it be roadworks, mm-hmm. refurbishment of buildings, any, mm-hmm. anything they do will innately cost more than it is worth when you have paying employee builders to come in and, and, and fix the building or just people to come in and fix the road. Like you're through labor as a whole, mm-hmm. you're always paying more mm-hmm. than the products being put into the creation of something. Mm-hmm. That is a given. Mm-hmm. The penny's just being isolated because it's very ironic because it's part of currency that costs mm-hmm. more than it is worth. Mm-hmm. But this is by no means an exception. This is just standard practice. Shit costs more than what it's worth because mm-hmm. that's how money. Uh, that's how it works. It's just the painful irony that you're paying more for money. That is it. This is a non-issue compared to every other transaction your government will ever make. If I buy every week three bananas, only ever eat two, should I not just buy two bananas instead of buying three every week just for the sake of tradition? Sure. My problem is when you're buying one banana, you're paying, let's say, made up money, $2 for it. Yeah. But we all know that banana is worth 25 cents and you're still doing it. And that is this exact same problem. It doesn't matter. Can I buy it for the same amount of money from somewhere else expending the same amount of energy? I'm saying you're never going to get something for cost price. It's just a, a painful irony that in this case it's money for <laughs> no, money. No, no, that no. is that is so wrong, Seth. But this is the, okay. <laughs> but, okay. But this is like saying I'm going to give you a product. I'm going to sell it to you Could for one dollar. Ooh, yo yo. But it costs me two dollars to make. Here you go. Nice, good deal for me. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and not for me. So if I can choose not to do that. Why wouldn't I'm I? Just There's no real drawbacks. If you're going to build a tunnel and the tunnel itself, when you, when you bring into account all the materials or the digging through and the employees. Costs money. Costs a million dollars to make. Yeah. But. When I go to sell that tunnel, it's going to, I'm only going to get $800,000 Yeah, so it. you've overpaid 200 grand. But as a government. Do people does the fact that that tunnel exists? People can use it, save more than I spent on it. But why do governments? So in Australia, in Queensland in particular, where we are, but we have a lot of roadworks going. Correct. What reason is that for? A to catch up with our population. <laughs> Be- no, because <laughs> governments can borrow money. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they are unchecked in how much money they can borrow, so costs get inflated. But what are they doing by building all these roads? Helping to stimulate the economy. 
They are 100% are. They are keeping hundreds of thousands of people employed. What? Doing what? Building the... Doing the roadworks. Like, you know, those, like there's 30 people you walk by that are always on break during roadworks. They're could, being paid. You could spend an endless amount of money to employ everybody to dig holes and then the next day to fill them back up. Yes. Everybody would be employed. Everybody would have money to spend. In this case, you're getting a road out of it, though. You wouldn't have anything to buy. Nobody's okay. doing any useful work. Okay. All right. I think we're getting a little off track. Um, the the only argument that's been presented to me for keeping the coin is for historical value. That's not my and argument. Like, no, that's not your argument. <laughs> but I, I'm discounting your argument um, because it is just kind of Zane Australia does employ people who don't have other jobs. We do have a national service policy. Mm. If you don't have a job, we will find work for you. But if pennies are being produced and are it is set that they are worth less. It's not It's not like penny doesn't have an intrinsic value. Money is a made-up concept yep. that we say this is worth 100 of one, one frugal, but it costs 2.5 to create. We just stop creating them. There's no need for it. So I, it w- we'll make a statue to this person who is on some coins. <laughs> That's going to last longer than any coins going to probably. Um, and I think we got, we are going to digitize. It is not a cryptocurrency, unfortunately. I could go on a tirade about money and economics. This is a, a, a topic that I hold very dear, and I put a lot of into work into into educating myself about it. The, the you have one minute. Go. <laughs> we'll save, or even better, we'll save it for a Patreon episode. The, the option you should exercise is to get rid of the penny. Mm-hmm. Digitizing it comes with dangers that I don't think the game would address and we simply don't have time for to to go into because that's a yeah again that's a topic in on its own but you should get rid of the penny keep your money physical if people want to start using uh, other currencies cryptocurrencies you should let that happen mm. the government the government mm. money should be should be physical and you know ideally be be phased out entirely in preference of private money altogether okay you should, have, you should disrupt systems as least as possible. We have one vote. And getting rid of the penny does exactly that. at the table, yeah. which is interesting. <laughs> uh, as Chancellor of the Federal Council, I'm going to go with digitizing. And I'm interested to see what happens. Mm-hmm. Mandatory electronic currency is a boon for credit card companies and government surveillance. <laughs> uh, teen builds working deep space exploration rocket, another one. Uh, clothing retails look forward to bumper season. Fewer lazy bums than ever before, boss's note. And tourism braces for influx. I have... Oh, God, you poor tourists that have to come over and <laughs> buy fucking cards now just to be able to You spend. used to have to get a, new, a different bank card or something when you yeah, went it's overseas. it's annoying, like, though. Okay. You can go to Asia just packing your wallet. At least now like, it's just a card. You don't have to buy a whole bunch of different yeah, currencies. You still also, have to change your – I mean, even even with only only physical notes, you still had to change your currency. But now when I go to, like, the, 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 the Asian markets in Zane, Australia, and, like, barter with the calculator how much I want to pay, I have every chance that the machine I'm going to use is going to buy my entire account. <laughs> No. <laughs> so, well, you're telling me they wouldn't they wouldn't okay, well, let's, you let's that? see you if like crime goes up, shall we? Uh so I have a new postcard called Making No Sense, which freeing myself from the tyranny 
of coins. Oh, fantastic. I agree. Personally, I hate coins. Oh, Get I, rid of I, them all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. My retail industry is up 31%. Nice. Social conservatism up 10 Scientific advancement up 6 Authoritarianism up 4 uh, Information technology up 3 Average disposable income up 1 Average income up 0.4 uh, Economic outpoint up the same uh, Tourism and employment up 1.8% Now, the big downs have been ideological radicality at 5.6 uh, Charmlessness at 0.9 Taxation at 0.6 uh, drug use at 0.6 and manufacturing at 0.4, as well as cheese exports, welfare, and agriculture. So no huge negatives there for me. Civil rights down 2.2% is the biggest issue I would take with that, and authoritarianism going up 4.6. But uh, we'll see what happens on the uh, overall scale. Speaking of crime, though, shall uh, we? Shall that be our statistic this, this now, week? We have, we have in- inspected crime a couple of times. Um, shall we instead see law enforcement? Law enforcement. Excellent. Let's, let's that check was that out the, the hot button for Andropolia this week and last. Law enforcement. So Andropolia started the game just shy of 1,200 on the Orwell Orderliness Index. Jeez. Okay. Um, it has been down as far as just shy of 600, and it is currently sitting at 808. Okay, so World Census interns were framed for minor crimes in order to measure the response times, effectiveness, and amount of firepower deployed by the law enforcement agencies of different nations. Now, Zane Australia started out at what I was ashamed to admit was a 450. Uh we 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 peaked out at just over 500 and we're currently sitting on a 90.15 wow so well orderly index Andropolia has nine times the law enforcement response time of uh, and and response yeah. severity yes of yeah. australia response times effectiveness and amount of firepower yeah. <laughs> like our uh, my dinosaurs are little, apparently. <laughs> this is interesting. I started off on 493, uh-huh. peaked at 525, and currently sit on a conservative negative 3.16. Wow, yeah. negative law enforcement. Yep. So you, you're out there committing, you're paying police to commit crimes. Apparently. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, right. can, we, can we check crime out of reference? Yeah, I'm yeah, curious yeah. how my law enforcement competes against my crime. Given those huge discrepancies, yeah, absolutely. Mm. Where is crime in this? Oh, this okay, yep. Yeah. So my crime started off on eight, um, eight point three, and I'm currently on four point eleven. So it's it's okay. dropped. It dropped well, down to as low as three at one point, but it's teetered up a little bit. But it's pretty. So low. this is crimes per hour. Yep. Andropolia. Andropolia started off the game just shy of sixteen. Uh, troughed. Um, down to 13. I'm happy to say that the trend is down currently, but we are coming down from a very recent peak of 21, currently at 19.5 crimes per hour. Okay. So above our starting position by about 20%. So that, that proportionally your law enforcement is about right compared to it Zane would, Australia. It would seem, yeah, it would well, seem so. I started out at 2.81. I peaked at... 2.9, and I'm currently on 2.67. So you're a little bit bond to me, but I started yeah. off 
on 17 or whatever it was, 16. Yeah, so I've dropped yeah. significantly. Nice. Well, I, I kind of dropped pretty early in the game and I've just kind of stayed about the same ever since. So not not a huge change in crime mm. in Zane Australia. But, yeah, so I have I, – I, my law enforcement, of course, went up with my dinosaurs. Sorry, um, just to clarify. <laughs> so I've got negative cops, negative military – but still have public executions as a policy. You have your executioner. He walks around, picks a person. <laughs> just points them out of a crowd. Yeah. <laughs> grabs his double-handed axe and just walks towards them, I guess. Yeah, and they're legally obliged to stand there yeah. and he Bow gets one head. swing. Yeah. <laughs> and if he misses, they're free. they go to the hospital pretty quickly. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Just like just like that society in Star Trek Next Gen yep. where Wesley was going to be executed for trotting on some flowers. He should have been, really. Yep. <laughs> <You> can't. <laughs> He knew, he, knew, he knew what he did. Yeah. All right. The system uh, works. <laughs> well, if you want to get in contact with us, you can find us on Facebook, you can find us on Twitter, or you can send us an email at a newworldorderpodcast at gmail.com. I have been Zane C. Weber. Mm, why are you looking at me like that? I thought you forgot your name for a second. I was going <laughs> to giggle. I was just going to giggle. <laughs> You were looking at me and you made me second guess whatever I am yeah. in the episode. <laughs> like, have I forgotten something? Yeah. Oh, we have a Patreon. and That's and- not what I was doing, though. But yeah, we do. We do. <laughs> and and uh, one in every five episodes goes up there and they, they tend to get fu- more fiery than these ones do. Unless um, Zane's computer gets the most fiery and then we upload two of them over the last few weeks. <laughs> there's still like six that oh. they haven't got. They're good. Yeah, they're good. They're good episodes. And uh, and Andy has promised um, some some fiery economic talk in in number fifty. <laughs> well, there which we are. Is yeah. Fast approaching. <laughs> so uh, look out for that. As I was saying, I'm Zane C. Weber, Chancellor of the National Council of Zane Australia, twirling forever towards the future. I've been your people's champion, your one and two hundred, your man on the street, the face that runs the place, Sebastian of the United States of Seb America. The best there is, the best there was, and the best there ever will be. Oh, my heart is swelling. No, Was there a competition for the longest, most complicated title and I just wasn't in on that memo? Um, I don't think there was a competition. <laughs> no, just, not a competition. I, just, know, I, I think that Seb really took it personally when you got a long, overly complicated. <laughs> Constitutionally bound, yeah, gentlemen. I actually <laughs> want to uh, I want to par mine back a bit. I like the rotational part, <laughs> but I want to drop a couple of the the mid ones just to focus on the rotating part. Nice, but it good. hasn't happened. Maybe very season good. two. <laughs> the face that runs the place. I think you've hit a winner this week. I think so. I'm yeah. very <laughs> impressed. <laughs> and I have been Andrew Schossler, the most supreme, magnificent overlord of everything you ever saw in the great confederacy of Andropolia, imploring you all, carte blanche, sans plume. Till next time, gentlemen. James and Riley, how you going? Oh, I'm very well, thank you, Curtis. What's thank- up? Oh, mate, I'm just we're doing a promo now, right now for our new podcast. Well, what's it called? It's called Unfeatured Articles. Well, what do we do? What do we do? Thank you for asking, Riley. We look up every week the weirdest that Wikipedia has to offer. We dive into the comedic trenches of that website and find pure gold, baby, pure sexy gold. And we put it all on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, and wherever you find your podcast. 
us. So please find us on Facebook, etc. Unfeatured articles. Uh, that's not kind of productions podcast. Want truly hydrated skin? Medocia's body care breakthrough, Hyaluronic Body Serum. It's clinically proven to increase hydration by 161%. It's lightweight, fast-absorbing, and delivers 24 hours of hydration for silky smooth skin without any sticky afterfeel. Treat your skin to clean, vegan skincare from Osea. Get 10% off your first order with code SUMMER at OseaMalibu.com. That's O-S-E-A Malibu.com code SUMMER.